0: Everything just came to a halt. I had to sort of quickly convert to a virtual telehealth visit for my patients while doing virtual Zoom calls with my architect team. It was just insane. It was an insane time. Uh, we couldn't even finish our construction because uh, we had to apply for permitting in order to be able to finish construction during a pandemic.
1: You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money, but it's okay. We're gonna get there together. I'm gonna bring you one money story from a financial grown-up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Okay, guys, what were you doing in mid-March when everything ground to a halt and life as we know it changed? Boy, it seems like forever. Well, optometrist Dr. Jen Tsai was in the middle of launching her eye care practice and building up a retail eyewear business, Carrot Eyewear. Oh, and she's also a model and a social media influencer with a mere 175,000 followers on Instagram at Dr. Jen and Juice. And a growing 70,000 followers on TikTok. This woman is a total star. But as we like to say, stars, they are just like us. And like so many, Jen's got student loans and other financial stress that she's been dealing with. So that's what we talked about, building a business, dealing with student debt. And let me tell you, nothing rattles this woman, even a pandemic. I had such a great time talking to Dr. Jen, and I know you will love hearing her money story and her everyday money tip is something that is serious, tough love even I kind of needed to hear. Here is social media influencer, model, entrepreneur, and optometrist, Dr. Jen Tsai. Dr. Jennifer Tsai, you're a financial grown up. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to talk to you because you are an entrepreneur who started a business during the coronavirus. Um, we're going to talk about it a little more in your money story, but first of all, just tell us a little bit about you and you have an eyeglass business and an optometry business. Yeah. So I am a practicing optometrist
0: in Manhattan. I just opened up my first cold start practice in Hudson Yards. And on the side, I also have an e-com business line where I sell trendy, affordable blue light protection eyewear.
1: And I can tell you firsthand that I have looked at that and the styles are so cute. Unfortunately, some of them are sold out already. So check it out quickly. Hopefully, I'm urging Jen to restock very quickly. (laughs) But getting here involves some kind of brave decisions because, as I mentioned, you did start this business during the coronavirus pandemic, which is very brave on many levels, financially and also in terms of how you're going to market this. You had to be very creative. And how you financed it with other things going on in your life. Tell us your money story.
0: Yeah, it definitely wasn't my goal to open a cold start practice in the start of a pandemic. And I I honestly thought with the year being 2020, it would be good luck to open it with that. But you can never plan for things. And I think that was an important lesson to just always be prepared, um, especially financially with working capital when you go into any business. And if we didn't do that, if I didn't do that, we would have been in a different place today. So I think, you know, being prepared for that was always important and, you know, being able to sort of work the first couple of years, just seeing how other practices ran their business really taught me a lot because I paid attention to their maybe downfalls and ways that they were efficient um, and sort of applied that to my own business model.
1: Now, how did you balance everything? Because you had you had these plans in place. You were geared up to start this business. Then coronavirus hit and you did have other financial things going on. You had to balance. You still have student debt. So you had to balance that. Did you take out loans? How did you finance this business? And how did you keep going as this pandemic is emerging?
0: Yeah, I definitely have student debt. Luckily, my undergrad was paid off and I had some scholarships. But in terms of you know, medical school and optometry school, it is quite expensive, as we all know. And we come out of it with a couple hundred thousand dollars um, with our name. So I didn't always have a fear of taking out debt. I understood. And I did my research about, you know, what the student rates were. And I think a lot of people will do have a fear of taking out, you know, student debt. And when they finish school, their like immediate goal is to completely pay off their loans, because it may seem daunting or scary, and they feel that they can't continue to do other things with right. their money. Right. And,
1: and it's not that it's bad to pay off the student debt. It's bad if it keeps you from living your life, I guess is what you're getting at, that you you don't start other things until you pay it down completely. When you're facing, in your case, you know, six-figure debt.
0: Um, yeah. And I think that is definitely something that stalls people or holds them back. I think it's important to realize that student debt is not a bad thing. I think people see it as a bad thing there's definitely a lot of debt that other people have that they don't realize on a day-to-day basis that's actually worse, which is like credit card loans that you uh, you know purchase stuff with. And those interest rates are definitely higher. So going into that, I definitely saved up enough working capital. And I made sure that I refinanced my loans to make sure that I had a lower interest rate. And I didn't really let that stop me from chasing my dreams and going after what I really wanted. Initially, I was held a bit back, looking at the cost of how much of it you know, to start a complete cold start, I was even looking at buying old practices that were definitely a lot cheaper. You know, but also evaluating their P&Ls and thinking about the whole thing. I realized in the long run, this is a short-term investment for your end goal, which is the more important thing. So I was willing to take that investment, especially on myself. That's what I want to focus on.
1: So how did things change when you were in the pandemic and you're trying to start this?
0: Once it was around March, uh, we were gearing up to open. We were finally putting down the finished touches for the front of the store. And then the pandemic happened, and um, I'm in New York City. So when it first happened in March, it, was def- it definitely was a tough time. It was really scary. First, we knew it was coming from upstate, and then all of a sudden, it became widespread. And immediately, everything just shut down. It was like ghost town. We couldn't even go to the site to really look at the construction because we weren't even allowed to be in proximity with our contractors. So everything just came to a halt. I had to sort of quickly convert to a virtual telehealth visit for my patients while doing virtual Zoom calls with my architect team. It was just insane. It was an insane time. Uh, we couldn't even finish our construction because uh, we had to apply for permitting in order to be able to finish construction during a pandemic. Finally around, I would say, uh, maybe like June or July, they allowed us to go back in to sort of finish construction. Of course, at that point, there was delays in manufacturers with their materials, getting it to our store. So it was just sort of working around that. I mean, I will tell you, our store still isn't even completely done to this day. I've just learned to live day by day at this point. But luckily, we were able to at least open our doors August 6th. I was just really excited to get in there. And, you know, after four months of not really seeing patients in person, I wanted to be back in there to be able to care for the ones that really needed to see me during that time. And then I was shocked because we basically, starting from the first day a month and a half ago to now, I've been seeing eight to 10 patients already. You know, partly I think I would attribute to probably a little bit of social media, just sharing out there sort of honest, brutal moments that I have. And I think it makes it more authentic that people do see where you come from. And also sharing the fact that we're there to sort of provide a space where they feel safe and comfortable, that it's modern and clean. And I think that going forward, people really care about their health. Patients really do, uh, especially with COVID, that they realize how important their health is and they're willing to invest in that. So I am grateful that people have been able to come in.
1: What did you do in advance financially to shore up your finances and make sure you had that runway?
0: On a bigger scale level, I think about it, like people are either really trigger happy or they're really risk adverse. So if you're really risk adverse, you'll never take the first step because you're just afraid of all these self-doubts that you have. You know, I think what has helped me is just really creating a strong financial plan And making sure that you have everything checked off for the worst case scenario in case it happens, because you never know. And I think for people who are trigger happy, I think that's one thing they need to think about. Are there things that could happen such as a pandemic that will maybe cause me to not have any cash flow or working capital going into it? So coming out of school a couple of years later, I realized, you know what? It doesn't make sense to not refinance my loan so that I could reduce my interest rate and sort of have it all in one place. That has helped me manage my uh, money better. I was working, I would say, you know, for the first four years full-time. Actually, in, when I first started in two practices, then I went down to one. And so I hustled. I worked really hard to save money. And I didn't put it all into paying off my loans. Um, I used it to sort of save up money, invest on the side, so I had a better cash flow and working capital because I knew that I wanted to start my own practice at that point in time. Um, and I just knew that I needed money saved up to do that. Starting lean when you start a practice is really important and only purchasing things when you need it. It has to justify it. So if you buy a piece of equipment, how many times do you have to perform the procedure to make the money back? Thinking about that, cutting back on like vendor purchases or offering more of a curated product or frame line. I think these days patients prefer that one-on-one time, that one-on-one experience. If you'll like they've had an amazing experience at the store. So you don't have to purchase a million things that don't get bought, um, instead of focusing on sort of limited product lines. And, you know, setting aside cash reserve to pay bills, and reducing your sort of overhead, like capital expenditures and working with your vendors and landlord if it's possible, if they're willing to negotiate with you.
1: Okay, so Jen, looking back, now you're up and running, things are moving in a solid direction. What is the lesson for our listeners? So I would say little
0: by little, a uh, little becomes a lot. These little steps that you set in place for the long road is really important. One of the things for me is making sure that you have your financial steps in place. And at least for me, that was you know refinancing my student loans. That was the very first step. For example, I use Laura Road. Right now, I think federal interest rates are so low. It's silly to not take advantage of that. It's great to have this digital lending platform that is built for specifically young professionals, In healthcare as well to work towards their goals. And there's definitely like perks and rewards that they have for healthcare professionals. Refinancing definitely helps you with savings over time. And that's how you can use working capital to invest towards your future or your dream practice or something that you want
1: to build. Right. And it's also going to help your credit score to have all of your finances in order, obviously, which is going to help if you do need to get more funding, especially if you get these unexpected things like a pandemic and you need to access maybe more capital, more time to pay loans and better rates than you maybe thought before. Right. Exactly. I agree. Let's get to your everyday money tip. I love this because when you're starting something, whatever it may be, a business, maybe you have even a baby or you have, <laughs> you're getting married and you get tempted to buy all these things that you're marketed to. I'm sure as an optometrist, they know you're starting a business and they're trying to sell you all kinds of cool things. Yeah.
0: Shiny object syndrome is definitely a public enemy. Um, if you go to, down this rabbit hole of just purchasing everything you find, and they're really good at it with marketing. you are just you know sitting at home scrolling through your phone on social media, and there's something that you want. I remember when I first graduated out of school with my first paycheck living in New York City, the first thing I decided to buy was a Chanel bag. That was the worst decision I ever made. I could not pay rent the next month. I learned really, really quickly to not do that. Uh, I think that was because of like sex in the city. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool living in New York. But I think learning stuff like that is really important. You don't have to have every single piece of brand new state-of-the-art technology in your office. I know you want it for your patients and for your store, but you want to start off very lean so that your savings don't get you know set to dry so
1: fast. Yeah. And I think that makes sense. I mean, I was upset because the style that I wanted on your eyeglasses store was sold out. But you you kept your inventory tight so you're living true to that. You don't want to buy so much inventory that you're holding on to inventory. So you're starting out your business lean. Before I let you go, tell us more about your business because you've got these two businesses and I know people definitely want to check out the eyeglasses and if they're in the New York area, know how to get in touch with you. The eyeglasses by the way are awesome. If you are I mean, I am obsessed with them now and we're all on our computer screens. So, Jen, tell us more.
0: Yeah. So, you know, these days we're all on our computer. So digital device eye strain is a real thing. And they've noticed that there has been a proportion or direct correlation between the amount of screen time or digital screen time to an increase in myopia progression. So our vision has progressively worsened with the amount of time we spent up close and the reduced amount of time that we spent outdoors. So really making sure that you go in for an annual exam is important. Um, Our store is line of sight. It's located in Hudson Yards in New York City. It's more of a um, sort of eye care with a wellness approach to it. I focus a lot on dry eye treatment, myopia control therapy, as well as we do regular eye exams, specialty contact lens fits and glasses. And if you're looking for sort of the blue eyewear protection, that's great for computer use. eyewear.com is where we sell the trendy, affordable computer glasses that you can purchase online. And that is great to keep your eyes well protected at the computer screen.
1: And I have to recommend your Instagram because beyond being really entertaining, it's very educational. I mean, I learned just today looking at it that there's contact lenses that you can sleep with where you wake up and you have better vision. So it's really important to follow you on Instagram if you can't come see Dr. Jen in person. What is your Instagram handle?
0: Yeah. So, my Instagram handle is Dr. Jen and juice. It's the same name throughout on TikTok. Make uh, sure yourself on YouTube and Instagram. And I have a website, com.
1: Love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Here we go, my friends. Financial grown up tip number one take your time. I was so frustrated that the glasses I wanted to order were sold out on her online store, Carrot Eyewear. But Dr. Jen explained that she needed to control her risk exposure by keeping inventories lean, even if that meant losing out on some sales like to me. Yes, it may slow the pace of the retail business growth, but when the pandemic hit, she wasn't over leveraged. Patience pays. Think about how you can buy just what you need so you don't feel stretched, and stressed. Financial run-up tip number two, paying down debt is all good. But as we have learned in the past eight or nine months, well, it shouldn't be at the expense of having enough cash on hand to manage through something totally unexpected, like a global pandemic. Don't miss any payments. Be mindful. Think about how you can refinance maybe at a lower rate as Jen did, especially with our still super low interest rates, but also do the other things to build your life and keep living. Okay, question. So Dr. Jen bought a Chanel bag with her first real paycheck and regretted it. I'm curious, anything you guys bought with your first influx of money that you earned that maybe you regret, or maybe you don't regret? DM me at bobbyrebel1 on Instagram. I would love to hear from you all. And while you're at it, please also follow my other podcast, Money with Friends. It's at Money Friends Pod on both Instagram and Twitter, and subscribe to the Money with Friends YouTube channel so you can catch us on camera recording our shows live. You may even get a shout out on the show. Big thanks to Dr. Jen Tsai for sharing her money story and helping us all be financial ups.